every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Alright, Bible says, Proverbs in 4-7 says, Wisdom is the Today I'm talking very briefly on what I titled Wisdom for the New Year. And I want you to please pay very close attention to me this morning. Very close attention. Wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. It says, therefore, get wisdom. Now, wisdom is not the accumulation of information. Wisdom is the application, the correct application of information. Wisdom is not the accumulation of information. The fact that I've gathered information does not mean that I'm wise. If I know so much and do not apply what I know, then I'm still not wise. It is doing that makes wise, not knowledge. It is not ignorance that makes foolish. It is not applying what you know. In fact, knowledge increases your capacity to be foolish. Because I cannot judge you for what you don't know. I judge you foolish for what you know and don't do. Some of us live far less than we know. Are you following my point? Jesus said, he that hears these words of mine and does it, I will liken to a wise man. He said, he that hears these words of mine and does not do it, I will liken to a foolish man. So it is not hearing that makes wise. It takes foolishness, compound foolishness to come to a church like this. Come early. It is foolishness to sit down under a sermon like this. Acute foolishness to write down notes and do absolutely nothing about what you wrote is graduated foolishness. So it is not knowledge or ignorance that makes foolish. Wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. Knowledge is the beginning. The goal is not to know. The goal is to do. The Bible says for those that do know their God shall be strong and they shall what? So you see, they start with knowledge, but the end, we do it. If I do not do what I know, then I'm not different from those that don't even know at all. Wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. It takes foolishness to come here, listen, and even understand, but refuse to do anything. So this morning, I want you to make up your mind, because a new year has no power in itself. There's no power in a new year. Absolutely no power. I tell you the truth. There's absolutely no power. You see that 11.59 p.m. that we're waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Woo! 
that 11.59 p.m., 59 seconds, just before you get to zero, 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 and that moment is when we shout. There is no power in that moment. There is no power in it if the people in it did not do anything powerful with it. Time doesn't change anything. Time doesn't improve anything. You see, there's no difference in time. There are no difference in days. Nothing better happens with time if nothing better was done in time. Time doesn't change anything. People can grow old and not change. Time is a revealer. Revealer particularly of quality. Let me give an example. If this chair is an original chair, time will tell. You see, time does not make this chair original or fake. The job of time is to let us know if you bought Panda, give us time. You know, you know Panda? Oh, you don't know Panda? You don't know Panda? You say, Panda is <laughs> when you buy iron that it paints with gold. So when you go to Wuse Market and buy Panda, Panda, there are different kind of pandas. I mean, you have panda earrings, panda rings, panda wristwatches. Now, time does not make anything a panda. Time reveals the pandaness of everything. With time, we will know the quality of marriage you have. Time does not make marriage better. Time reveals the quality of marriage. Time does not make people richer. If people don't do anything quality with the time that they have, people can be poor all their lives. A generation can even bequeath poverty to the next generation. An entire generation from Adam can be poor till Jesus Christ comes back. People's lives don't become better with time if people are not intentional with changing their lives in time. Are you following me this morning? So you see, a new year in itself doesn't change anything. Who has the caption I wrote to us yesterday? The caption for the flyer. Open the caption for me. I wrote something there. I want to, I want to reverse. All right. I said a new year doesn't do what? Help me in the caption. Number one, a new year gives you what? A new year in itself does not change anything. Doesn't change anything. It does what? It gives you the opportunity to, one, correct your priorities. A new year gives you an opportunity to correct your priorities. Two, redefine your purpose. Redefine your purpose. Three, set new goals and reestablish the old. Set new goals and reestablish old worthwhile what? goals. Four, renew your vision. A new year gives you an opportunity to renew your vision. Five, get rid of your past and move into get a brand new rid future. Get of your past. So you see, it's the decisions that you make in a new year that decides how the year is to you. The decisions that we make, decisions are the most powerful things in the world. Please follow me closely. I'm going to close very soon. Decisions are the most powerful things in the world. A man whose mind, can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Clearly, Abby? Yes, sir. A man whose mind is made up is the strongest man in the world. A man who has his mind made up. I believe very strongly, I wrote down in my notes here, that the moment of our decision-making is the moment where our destinies are framed. 
The moment that you make a decision, that moment that you make a decision is the moment that your destiny is framed. The moment that you decide I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, that's the moment of your life that your destiny is framed. I wrote it that our choices said you would remove, you would shake his yoke from off your neck. What does CV say? CV. You will live by the power of your sword. You will live by the power of your sword. And be your brother's slave. You will be your brother's slave. Now, this was a father pronouncing curse, as it were. So you see, a curse is only as powerful to the extent at which the curse has not made up his mind. Mm-hmm. Did that make any sense to you? That this was Isaac, he was a progenitor. He was pronouncing upon his son. He says, you will be your brother's slave. <laughs> what now happens? But when you decide to but free. when you decide. The day you decide to be free, what happens? You will break loose. You will break loose from that bondage. The day you decide to be free, you would break loose from that bondage. Give me KJV. What does KJV say? KJV then KJV. And by the sword. And by the sword. Shall thou leave. Shall you leave. And shall serve thy brother. And you shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. When thou shalt have the dominion. When you have dominion. That thou shalt break his yoke. He calls taking decision dominion. You see. People who make up their minds will dominate. People who decide will take room. He said when you take dominion, you will do what? Thou shalt break his yoke you from off thy neck. You break his yoke from off your neck. Give me the last one, Gene NT. Good, good news translation. What's it? Good news. You will live by your sword. Yes. But be your brother's slave. You will live by your sword, but be your brother's slave. Yes. Yet when you rebel. It says when you what? Rebel. So now, good news introduces another language. It says when you rebel. Someone say rebel. Rebel. Say it very well. Say rebel. Now, up until now, you thought rebellion was a bad thing. Now, this is why some of you, your life is the way it is that you have not rebelled. You are very okay with the way your life is. It says when you rebel, what will happen? You will break away from his control. Of this thing, Ezekiel. Obviously, I've told you I don't need that smoke when I'm preaching. When you rebel, when you rebel, you react. He says you would break yourself from his control. When my father died, I've told you before, my father was an herbalist. And when he died, we are struggling. I gave my life to Christ in September. He died in December. So for the three months before he died, he persecuted me, he beat me for every day saying I wanted to serve Jesus, but compelled us to serve the idols. So for those three months, we still had to serve the idols. Whether we liked it or not, we had to go to the idol and bow down and eat stuff even though I was born again. He forced us to do it. He made us do it. We couldn't eat until we do it. So when he died, there were arguments in the family. So what will happen now? But the fear in our hearts was so strong that nobody could, you know, make up their minds. Now, I was 15 years old. I had other brothers who, at that time, my brother was 16 years older than me, 15 plus 16 years My other brother was 31. 31, I had brothers 28, 27. I had other sisters who were 24, 25, 27. We're 14 of us. I'm the seventh born. Now, 
were made to worship those idols still. I mean, we couldn't even go to church without taking permission from the idol. If you go there, you want to go out, they'll ask the idol whether he allows you to go or not. Until he says, yes, you can go. Are you following my point? So they will say, go. Then you go. If they say, don't go, you can't go anywhere. You can't go. So on that day, we had gone to church because he allowed us to go. And usually when we go to church, by anything, by 7, 7.30, we start signaling each other. We start signaling each other that, ah, we have to leave because the idol will be very angry that we did not come home in time. But that day, 15-year-old me, I sat in church that day. I said, I'm not going to go home today. Ah, my other sister was there saying, hey, what do you mean? I said, nobody, not only me. Nobody's going home today. All of us are in this church. Ah, what are we going to tell them? What are we going to I said, nobody is going home. So we stayed. They were, I said, we are not going to until they share grace. We are not leaving this church. So we stayed till they shared the grace. And we now filed straight to the shrine. When we got there, the priests were there, already filming. What's, what's the time? Why are you just coming out? I said, hush! I said, I was the one that made everyone late. Everyone leave. I'm the one that made everyone late. And I'm the only one that brought the resources. I said, eh? Is that what you're I said, yes. So they said, you need down there. So I knelt down. I said, do you know what? I said, we are not worshiping this idol again. We are not worshiping. Idol. We are not worshiping you again. Bam! My father has died. Everybody broke sweat. Hey? I said, this is the last day anybody worship this idol. We are not worshiping again. 15-year-old me. The day you rebel. Is the day you break his yoke off your neck. You see, some of us, we have not rebelled against the things the enemy is doing in our lives. I know you love what God wants for you, but you do you hate where you are? You see, love and hate are powerful forces. Both of them are equal expressions. Please listen to me. Love and hate are equal expressions of passion. Both love and hate are very powerful and necessary in your life. A lot of us love what God wants to do in our life, but we don't hate our situation. We don't hate our condition. Both love and hate are laws that must be engaged for our life to move forward. Listen to me carefully. We know that you love prosperity, but do you hate poverty? Some of us think we hate poverty, but we don't hate poverty. We hate to look poor. That is why we make poor financial decisions and borrow money to buy what we don't need and what we can't afford just because we want people to think we are rich. So we hate to look poor, but we don't hate poverty. Because if you hate poverty, you make wiser financial decisions. You hate where you are. The Bible says, for thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. So the Lord anointed you with oil of gladness above thy fellows. I know you don't like, you love freedom, but do you hate slavery? Do you hate it? You love the feeling of being free, free from addiction, free from crack, free from cocaine, from heroin use. You love the feelings of freedom, but do you hate crack? Do you hate it? Hate is a very powerful force in the spirit. Listen to me. God created it. Listen to me carefully. 
Because people are more moved to take action against what they hate than to move in direction of what they love. Are you listening to me? You see, because if you don't hate this thing, you may be loving the other thing, but you are attached to this one. You don't hate it enough. You don't hate this thing. That's why you are there. You don't hate it enough. When it was time for God to deliver Israel from Egypt, he went to someone who hated the servitude enough to have killed an Egyptian without hearing from God. God loves hate. And my life will not make any advancement until I hate where I am. One day, Hannah, Anna got tired of where she was. They can be giving you painkillers. Painkillers. Elkanah was giving Anna painkillers. I've taught that all the time. Some of us are, are here, we are today. The reason why you see you have that sickness is because you have painkillers. And what painkillers do is to temporarily remove the pain, but keep the sickness there. So your life is still where it is, but you are not feeling the pain. So what you are targeting is the feeling, not the healing. Are you following me? What you are targeting is that you don't want to, you want, don't want to, you don't want to keep feeling this way. It's of you to settle down and deal with that issue. There are different laws. You see the laws, that, laws of aerodynamics, small aerodynamics that I know, law of trust, weight, drag, lift. Four laws. You see, all those four laws can even work contradictory, but they have to work together to be able to make a plane lift. That's the same thing we love and hate. Our lives will remain the same way it is until we get to the point where we hate where we are. Where we hate it. I know you want to be free from porn, but do you hate porn? So long as you don't hate it, you have not gone to that point where you have been there. And don't tell me, you have not struggled enough. If you make it, the day you decide, you see, the day you have not decided, it's still tickling you, it does not scratch you. The day you decide, Nothing can stop a man who has made up his mind. I'm telling the truth. Nothing. Stop that. I'm not doing this again. That's the, enough is enough. Enough is enough. My favorite character in the Bible is not Paul. People have said Paul must be fast. My favorite character in the Bible is not Paul. My favorite character in the Bible is not David. Yes, I agree. My favorite character in the Bible. It's not Stephen. It's not, it's not even Philip. My favorite character in the Bible. Do you know my favorite character in the Bible? It's not Jehu. Do you know my favorite character in the Bible? You know. Four lepers. You see those four lepers? They are my best guys. And I'm telling the truth. Listen to me carefully. Those four lepers, they are my favorite people in the Bible. They were the ones that touched my life. You know how they touched my life? One day, the four of them sat down and said, why sit we here until we die? Those guys did not hear from God. They did not have a prophetic word. They did not have a vision. What happened to them is that they suddenly got dissatisfied with where they are. And one of them said to the other person, why? Let's check out that scripture. Help me. It's been in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 7 Verse 3. Second verse 7, verse 3. And there were four lepers. And there were four lepers. At the entering in of the gate. Yes. And they said one to the another. The Bible says they said one to another. What did they say? Why sit we here until Why we die? Why sit we here until we die? You see, 
I'm going to write a book. Why sit we here until we die? In 2017, I had resigned from my office. I wanted to do ministry. I resigned, but I was not doing anything in my life. I was just, I was just walking up and down. No direction. Why sit we here till we die? Is where I'm going on. January, February, March, April, May, June. I'd resigned since, I resigned, I stopped working January 2017, that year. I resigned from my office. By July, I was sitting, I was laying down on the couch in my living room and frustrated and overwhelmed with, that where is my life going? And I remember these four guys. Why sit we here till I die? In my own case, why lie down here? So you know what I did? I called about 10 people. I told them that God has spoken to me. That we're going to have a powerful meeting. Holy Ghost meeting. That the fire of God will fall in that meeting. I promised those guys many, many things. I promised them that they, except the Lord did not call me. That's when they will not see the fire of God. When I got home that night, the Lord said, do you know all those things you said I was going to do? I'm going to do them. I said, you're going to do them? He said, yes. I said, but I said, yes, because I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you since. I said, since He said, since you left university. Everything I told you in university, I didn't change my mind. You are the one that forgot to. You see, God does not change his mind on our lives. Everything he told you in those days are still the things he wants to do today. Why? Sit until you rebel against status quo. Things will remain the same. The day you make a decision, please listen to me carefully. The destiny takes a turn on that day. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 14, the Bible says, Multitude. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14, help me do more. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14. Multitudes, the Bible says, are in the valley. What does it help me? Read out. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of indecision. Indecision. Multitudes, indecision. They are there. Now, nobody is in a place that they have not decided. Everybody has decided. Some people only decided not to decide. You have decided that you're going to allow your life to be tossed to and fro by circumstances of life. Number one, the decisions of our lives. Most critical decisions of our life will be taken alone. Number one, the most critical decisions of our lives will be taken alone. And I want to say this. I'm trying to run through now because my time is up. The most critical decisions of our lives will be taken alone. Abraham had to take Isaac to the mountain alone. Jesus had to go to Golgotha alone. Jacob had to face the angel alone. The most important, I know some of us like group decision. All throughout this university, is project, like group projects. Because you don't want them to score you by yourself. You don't want them to write anything that you score zero. So it will now be group. Our group. You know when you go late to school? One more shot. <laughs> when you go late to school, late comma. 
Late comma. And you get to the gate and you see people that are plenty that are late. What happens? Yeah. Don't be me now. But when you come and it's only you, you know that they are going to beat hell out of your head today. The most important decisions, stop looking for group coordination, look for group validation. The day you want to marry, you make a choice of who to marry alone. Some of you are looking for who to be able to blame for your marital decisions. See, but it was you that said, actually, you have to be able to put your foot on the ground and be proud of the decisions that you made with your life. You are looking for people to be able to hold responsible for the things that happen to you. You are solely responsible. Solely responsible for the outcomes of your life. You are solely, only you, responsible. Only you. Only you, not even your parents. Only you are responsible for the outcomes, whether you shine or you are blunt. You are solely responsible for the decisions and the outcomes of your life. Your choices, like I said at the beginning, will decide your chart or your course. You know, all of us here, everybody here, we all know our course. You know, you know what we're doing, Abby? All of us know where we are headed. Everyone in this room this morning and everyone that will hear this sermon after, all of us know where we are going. If you keep doing this thing you are doing, eh? This thing you are doing, if you keep doing this thing you are doing, you know where you are going to end. Abby, don't you know? You know if you start smoking, you already know that you have chosen cancer. It's not knowledge that makes wise. There are doctors, doctors that smoke. They are foolish doctors. They know, but they are ignorant and foolish. Our course in life is open to all of us. Man, the way you are now, you know where you are going. As you are living your life now, you already know that if I continue to live my life like this, this is where I'm going to end up. Shall you know? The way God designed this world, nothing destroys suddenly. Nothing destroys. If there's going to be an earthquake, you can even know years before. If there's going to be a flood, if a house is going to collapse, God has made up his mind that nobody will be caught unawares. That it will be constant, consistent, ignoring the red flags and the flags and the signs and the signals and the warnings that ushers a person permanently into destruction. If this house is going to collapse, God forbid, you will be knowing, you will be seeing that this house, oh, if a man's life is about to be this, ah, yeah, you will be seeing signs that if you continue in this path, your life will end up in destruction. If you start smoking crack and start sleeping around, it's just time you end up on the streets. It's not a cause. It's not a prophetic word. But if you make up your mind to take decisions in direction of destiny, you end up and that's why when you are going to Lagos, there's something they call signposts. You know, signposts. You know signposts. When you get to Lagos, you see LKJ 30 kilometers ahead. Do you see that? Zuba, 5 kilometers ahead. Prosperity, 10 kilometers ahead. Destruction, 20. You'll be seeing signposts that are not destruction, Ray. It is you that decided that no, you are wishing that as you are going, you are not going to end up there. But you already have enough signposts telling you that this road is leading to that direction. 
the decisions of your life must be taken alone. Number two, for every choice you make, you will suffer loss. There is no such thing as choosing without losing. For every choice, there must be a loss. If you choose today, you lose tomorrow. But you can choose tomorrow and lose today. You can choose the present and lose the future. Or you can choose the future and lose the present. The day you chose destiny, you will lose company. Are you following my point? There's no such thing as choosing. Now, the problem with a lot of people is that people don't want to lose anything. That's why they end up their life losing everything. There's no such thing as you choose. The moment you choose greatness, you lose comfort. Greatness and comfort cannot go together. Greatness and convenience. You can't be great and enjoy your life and watch movie and be on top and know everything, every trendy issue and be in vogue. You cannot, it can, two of them, you must lose if you want to choose. Now, some people choose out of sentiments. Jonathan knew that David was the future. He said to David, you will be king and I will be your assistant. He knew by the spirit that Saul was the past and David was the future. And in spite of his knowledge, he chose the past. And that's why Jonathan, even though he was innocent, died the death of the guilty. Because he chose his father over the future. You can choose your father over future. You can choose your present. You can choose out of sentiment. Do you know what I call sentiments? Do you know what I call Oh, you guys don't look at me like that. Do you know sentiments? Sentiment is that, hey, yeah, I don't want a situation where they will not think that, uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So you must gauge your destiny because of people's feelings. If you choose, you lose. He said, there I chose destiny. There I chose that I was going to start SLC. I lost. I lost friends. I lost people that I thought loved me. I lost a lot of things, honestly. The people that I really loved, I wanted to be with, I lost people that stopped being my friend because I chose to go start something else outside. I knew I lost. You know what I did? When I was living, I climbed our church stage and I looked at the lights. And I said, Philip, you're going to lose these lights. Because where you're going, there'll be no lights. You're going to lose lights. When I talk, people applaud, people laugh. Now I'm going to go start a church with five people. Even if they laugh, it won't be loud. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Limau. <laughs> Even if they did all that, it wasn't going to work. So I was going to lose all the beauty and the grand. But I said, Philip, in five years, everything you lost is going to come back. Is the light shining on me now? Yeah. yeah. So I lost the light, but I got it back because I chose the future and lost the present. Some of you are eating your future today. You are playing your future. The rest, you have not eaten, you are resting. You have confidence, oh. You don't have money. Look at how you are sleeping. You, have, you are the epitome of faith and trust. You don't have anything to your name. See how you are relaxed. You are enjoying tomorrow's pleasure today. You will see that it is different. If you pay now, you can play 
liter. For every choice you make, you will lose. So count your loss. Count your loss. Embrace your loss. List out your loss. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. I'm going to and accept it. These are the things I'm going to lose. There are some friends that you're going to lose because you cannot be doing that thing anymore. Write it down. I'm going to lose. And embrace it knowing that you are losing today to gain tomorrow. Number three. The difficult decisions must be taken quickly or they'll become more difficult. Do I want to explain that one? You have to break up fast or it gets more difficult. The most difficult decisions of your life must be taken quickly or the decisions don't get easier. I don't know how to say this in a very clear way, but the decisions of our lives don't get... There's, there, there's no better, more comfortable situation or circumstance to make the critical decisions of our lives. Now, if there are things you have to do, you have to do it now. Now, some of us have to make decisions as we are entering this next year. You are thinking that if you wait till March or April, circumstances will be more convenient to make that decision. It will be even more difficult because the devil will wrap sentiments and more emotions and more ties around it that it's more difficult and it will be more painful to make those decisions then than to make it now. That girlfriend or that boyfriend that you know that should not enter next year with you, you already know. You don't know by prophecy, you know by suffering. You know that this thing must be bygone now. But you are thinking that, hey, if I say it now, it's the end of the year. Will it be better to end somebody's year like this? Will it be okay? The person, well, what kind of, what kind of wickedness? Maybe it's, then you will say, let me wait till February. Then in February, his mother died. Then you say, ah, will I be able to tell him such a thing now that his mother have died? Then let me wait. Then you want to wait until August. Then his father died. Then you wait to say, ah. So and the, the more you wait, the more you wait until you got pregnant. The most difficult things of our lives must be taken quickly or they get more difficult. Are you getting wisdom this morning? Now, to make decisions for your life, these are seven things you need to put in place. Seven things, then I'll tell you, oh, ten things you need to put in place, and I'll tell you seven decisions you need to make. You see, I'm going to do that in five, in ten minutes. Ten minutes. Now, ten minutes, I promise you. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Philip, ten minutes, you can do this. You can do this, boy, you can do this. Ten things you need to put in place in making decisions for your life. Number one, you need to document a plan. What did I say? Put it down. One document a plan. Don't memorize the plan. Document it. Don't say it. Document it. Our church since October we already have a written out plan for the, the whole of 2024. Every message I will preach in the whole of 2024 is written down. The theme of each month is written down. The focus of each month is written down. The guest ministers, the teams, the programs for entire, the entire year, the whole of 2024 has been written down since October. Clearly. Document a plan. Number one, number two, I'm rushing because of my time. Number two, establish your priorities based on your plan. What's, what's your priorities? What's priorities? The things that are important to you should be based on your plan, not on your friend's plan. Establish your priorities based on your plan. Somebody can come with a very beautiful plan and say, please, what are you doing? There's a beautiful plan. I say, well, thank you. That's your plan, not my plan. It sounds very important, but it's important to you, not to me. 
I have a plan. But you know, if you don't have a plan, anything can move you anytime. So I just can't, how far are you there? So, but I just do, you know, I went to the other, we will go market job because you know they do anything. So now you go, they will carry, go to this place, carry that one, until you carry where police, police go rob everybody or carry everybody. So what I did, they say, I have no plan. That's why I'm here. Establish what is important to you based on your plan. So if you have a plan, today I'm going to end the service very quickly so I can go and have a plan before you come back for the crossover service. Number three. Number three, pursue your God-given assignment only. In the year 2024, pursue your God-given assignment. People who have a lot of assignments, things they think is wonderful, but pursue your God-given assignment. Number four, protect your plan and your priorities. Protect. Guard it. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. Exciting this thing is protect. You see, I have a plan for next year. I'm going to protect it. My friend, I'm coming. Hey, Philip. Yes, da, 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 da. Wow, great, amazing. Now, that does not mean that I will open flex. I won't be flexible enough for the leadership of the Holy Spirit if he wants me to. But I will first protect my priorities. Protect. If family is your priority this year, next year, protect it. If your, your master's is your priority, you know that master's is your priority, it can't be marriage. Say you no. Know, if marriage is your priority, it cannot be master's. <laughs> now, if you know that you want to marry, you know you cannot be running, you can't be jackpot like that. It will be, you are going to cause complex situations for yourself. So when you have a priority, you can have a list of priorities, things in the way of their importance. This before, this before, this before, this. It's not like those things are not important, but they are not the first, topmost on my list. Are you following my points? Yes, so somebody calls that they have found a very fine shoe that has lights. That this shoe is what people are wearing now, now trending. Say, I appreciate your great research. And uh, this great information that <laughs> you have given to me now, but it is not my priority. Right. What's my mind now? Number five, identify your values. In project your priority, you must understand what is important to you. Now, what is your value? What are things that you will never do this year? Things you will never do. Some of us don't have values. That's our life. Our life doesn't have any value. We don't have any value. We don't have any value. Everything, all the roads lead there. Everything is like water. You know, water flows through the least, the part of least resistance. That's why water, water is the most common thing. If you pour water, is, if there's a slope down, it will just be flowing. The moment the water feels as a resistance, it will stop. So, what are your values? What are the things that you will not touch, even with a long stick? You must have those things. You must have those things. In choosing your values, you will choose the kind of character of people. You keep, my time is gone. I have to rush. 
Alright, number six. Make decisions based on destiny, not on sentiment. Because our generation is too full of sentiments. People post pictures so they can be like, I mean, you can post a picture and after 10 minutes, nobody's like, you like it, but you like it. You delete it. Maybe nobody likes me. Then, before you know, that's why you're opening your breast. Because you suddenly think that a birthday post is a breast post. Because everybody does that. Everybody does that. This is the trend. Everybody follows this. Everything is sentiment. Everything is feelings. Everything is mood. Make decisions on destiny. Not even your own feelings. Destiny has no feelings. Destiny has no emotions. Hey, sister, sentiments. Brother, emotion. I'm a very emotional. Emotional people cannot really make it. Okay. <laughs> that day that God saw Moses kill the Egyptian, you think God didn't see it? God said, yes. This is the guy. Bad guy. <laughs> He's the man for the job. He's the man for the job. You think Aaron was not there? How long did it take Aaron to build golden calf? How many, how many days? Do you know Aaron is Moses' brother? Elder brother. So it's not by age. Before you can say, ping, Aaron has built golden calf. You know, I don't want people to, you know, my followers, I don't want, I don't want to lose followers on Instagram. So you build a golden calf on your profile for people to worship idolatry. So God wasn't looking for something like that. He saw Aaron when he chose Moses. He doesn't lose heart. Is strong. Moses' strength was his anger against this kind of thing. I wish I could have time. I want it. something's coming to my mouth, but I'm swallowing it. I'm telling you. If I want to elaborate this thing, what, what that thing is, how strong it is, to be able to put your foot on the ground and make decisions based on destiny. On destiny, not on sentiment. If you enter boss now that you're going to Lagos, just saying you enter boss, you're going to Lagos. And as you're going to Lagos, in your mind, you met amazing people in the boss. And as you are speaking to them, because they love the way you are speaking, they love your, 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 your wisdom. Maybe you are talking about politics or about church, and they say, wow, 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 what wisdom, what great wisdom. And as you are talking, and you are talking, and people are taking notes, and people are loving you, and they are saying, oh my God, what kind of thing? And you just saw welcome to Benue. <laughs> the moment you see welcome to Benue, you say, wait. There's a, there's a huge mix-up. You say, driver, I need to come down. Now, I have entered wrong boss. If they not say, oh, no, 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 but we really love you. We love, we like your, your contributions and all the things you are doing here. Will you say because of that, you will now follow them to Benway? Where will you sleep? You will say what? He said, don't worry, I will collect you people's phone number. We will be talking later. But I have to be on my way to my destination. Destiny, the nation of your destiny, before any emotions. So you make decisions based on destiny, not on emotions. All right, my time is gone. Make inventory of your association. That's number seven. I have to rush. My time is up. Take advantage of decision number eight, review your investments. What do you invest your time, your resource, your energy on? Review it. Number nine, do things. Ah, man, I'm rushing this thing. I don't like it. 
I will touch on these things again during the course of our service. I don't like you, I'm rushing this thing. I don't like it. That's many things I want to say. All right, number 10, number nine, don't do things simply to please anyone. Number 10, forget the past. Whatever you could not do this year, you cannot do again. Let it go. Let it go, baby. I thought I was going to get married. Let it go, baby. <laughs> it didn't happen. Forget your past and design a new future. You see, when you're driving your car, you have a rear mirror and you have a windscreen. The rear mirror is smaller than the windscreen because the life is designed that even though you're able to look at your past to make better decisions for the future, your eyes should be glued on your future. You don't drive forward looking backwards. The worst use of time is to waste more time regretting the time you've already wasted. Are you people listening to what I'm saying? This thing I was on Mapulu. Okay. Alpha. That I can be known, I can't, that my time is up. Seven decisions to make, critical decisions. Seven. I'll just run through it. Take, take, take this. Can you handle it? Seven critical decisions to make. I will elaborate a bit more on these things during the course of our service. So you don't want, you don't want to miss our course of our service. Is it 9.30, 9.30 p.m. tonight? It's 9 o'clock on the flyer, but it's 9.30. We're starting 9.30 p.m. Number one. The seven critical decisions to make this year is to decide to build a strong spiritual life. That's number one. Your work with God. We're going to be starting a, read, a, read, a Bible reading program, finishing the whole of the New Testament within the first three months, January to March. I'm going to build up a program around that. Yes, that's beautiful. The entire New Testament within the first three months. Decide to have a stronger spiritual life. Decide it. You know, I told you that the moment of decision is the day your destiny is ready. That this thing, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. The day you get to that point, I'm going to do this. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Decide to serve God with your life. Decide to turn away from sin and turn towards God. Decide to pursue God and His purpose for your life. Number two, I will elaborate that, like I said, more on, on during the Decide to develop your mind. Decide to develop your mind. Decide that you are not going to be a dollar this year, 2024. That when your mates are talking, you will not be quiet. There's some people that don't like arguing. You think it's because they don't like problems. They don't have sense. <laughs> That's what they don't because when they confront you with information and facts, you say, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> So people say, no, you love peace. You don't love, you don't know anything. <laughs> Empty brain. You don't know anything. People are arguing, you cannot argue. In your office, they say, what's your take? You say, that thing that I concur with. Uh, <laughs> I concur <laughs> with what my partners. <laughs> You're always concurring. You align yourself. Because you don't want to have any mental task. Make up your mind that your brain will work this year. That when they sit you down and they bring problems, that from the depth of your spirits will be the bubble of solutions. 
telling you. You know what it means like to sit? I sit in, I sit, sat in the meeting. The guy there is MBA, Harvard. School of Business is in the meeting. The other guy is in the meeting. They are bringing in about um, $100 million. And they are, they are going to make it. And they say, Pastor, please come to this meeting. So I went to the meeting. And I, me, I don't have $1 million. Stayed in the meeting. And I toppled, they have been, they have been having meetings before I came. And I toppled everything. Start, we start afresh. You see, so when I did that, they have to call me to every meeting. You see that? They have to call me to every meeting going forward. Because they saw that I have brought a perspective that they didn't see. You have to make up your mind that your mind will be rich this year. That you read, read. This thing that generates this generation, you have low, low, low attention span. You must rebuke that thing in your life. That I have a strong and long attention span. I don't belong to this generation. I belong to God. Say so we don't if you don't make sense within the first 30 seconds, I turn off. Stupid, stupid people. You turn off. You turn off. Do you know how many chapters it took God to make sense about Jesus? Do you know how many chapters, how many lives, how many prophecies, how many prophets were saying nonsense that nobody understood until Jesus came and he made sense out of Elijah, made sense out of Moses, made sense out of David. If those guys had low attention span, would they ever find out that the Messiah was the one Paul, was the one David spoke about when he says they pierced me, when he says he that eats with me has raised his heel against you, when Elijah says he bore my transgressions. I have low attention span. So make make sense. If you don't make sense within, and we boast about it, you think it's you think it's swag. I cannot finish a book in a year. You think it's, it's, it's you cannot you cannot pick a book and finish it. Make up your mind. You're not going to be a dullard. When you sit in the meeting, they will know the light has come. They want to make a decision. They will have to call you, even if they are Muslims. My friend went to um, MIT. Where's Dara? Dara's on the MIT. That guy, where's Dara? That guy, me, I went to Obafemi Olu University. Great faith. But I have a great God. Glory. And I have the mind of Christ. MIT, sit in my office. I would just say, excuse me. Mecca, fra, tekefele, kebli, kiblia, mamba, mambro, koskufili, kibati. I says, and the Lord revealed to Daniel. The secret in the vision of the night. Your mind. I'm going to teach you that more. Because the theme of next year, we need mind to do it. You need a strong mind to do it. Number three. Decide to take care of your body. Decide to take good care of your body. This is the vehicle for your destiny. No matter how important or how great your future is, if your body is weak, you can't get there. Your tires are deflated, you can't get there. Decide to be careful how you treat your body. Decide. Decide to understand your body and build a healthy body. Healthy body. Healthy, healthy, healthy. Decide. Before. Build strong and strategic relationships. Someone say strategic. Next year is the year for strategic relationships. Not anyhow, 
relationships. You don't have relationships that are just there. You know there's no member of your body that's just there. There's no part of your body that goes, ah, this guy is too slim. Make I give him three chicks. Every part of your body is there for a function. They have a, there's, a, there's a part that that thing is playing. There's no part of your body that is just there for interior decor. Or external decor. Yeah, you have three notes. You say the other two is just for... <laughs> it's just for me to... Aesthetics. You know, God was not looking at aesthetics. He was looking at functionality. Functionality before aesthetics. So you don't keep friends for aesthetics. You keep friends for functionality. Strategic relationships. Be very deliberate with how you quickly connect with people that God is rising. There's something they call the wisdom of the other boats. When the other people in the boat that said that Jesus has entered the boat of Peter, they too did not go home. They did not go home. You know why they did not go home? Jesus Christ had turned water to wine. This guy did not catch anything. They did not say, hey, is it not our boat yet? You not enter our boat. Hey, sorry. Jesus Christ entered our boat. We are here together. So when Peter's net started to break, he called on them. The Bible says both of the boats were sinking. So understand the place of alignment now with people that God is bringing to your life. Be very wise. Be very wise. Be very wise. Don't go and do political alignment, political assignment. Go and abuse people on the internet. Go and abuse against APC. You don't know where God will use to bless you. Listen to me. I'm your pastor. You don't have party. You don't have party. Can you move? Please don't record this part. You don't have, you don't have party. You have destiny. And the route to that destiny, God will decide it. When God brought Daniel into the palace of Pharaoh, he saw them eating defied things. He saw them eating rubbish. Things that they will not eat in Israel. He didn't say, eh? So these are the things that you people are eating in this place. <laughs> air fire streets. You people are going to end up in air. Did he say that? Did he resign? Did Daniel resign? Say, I, I cannot walk in a place like this. Infidelity. Criminality. Carnality. Immorality. Indecency. I quit. <laughs> Is that what Daniel did? Don't leave the system. Don't leave the system. You don't have to be loud to shine. Shine, not shout. Shine, not shout. Shine. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Develop, decide to build your finances. Decide deliberate intentional decisions to build your finances. <laughs> Let me just stop. Because my time. But I'll elaborate, I'll elaborate, I'll elaborate, elaborate, expand on these things more during the course of our service. Decide not to waste time. Number seven. Number six. Are you sure? I wrote seven here. Okay, number six says, I, sorry, I, I missed that. Decide, decide to discover and pursue your God-given purpose and assignment early. Early, not later in the year. Early. There's a reason why the year 2024 is starting on Monday. God is trying to tell you something. You eat the ground. January 1 is a Monday. 
There's a reason. Early pursuit. When the momentum is still there, when the fire is still there, you kick starts early. All right? And the last one is to decide not to waste time. But I'm going to expand, expand, extend more on this stuff by the crossover service and throughout the month of January. I'm even excited about next year already. I'm telling you. I'm excited about um, team of the year. Super excited. The design team have done the design already. I'm seeing like my heart is, my, my body is doing it, it's tutoring me. The devil is a bastard. This is the year that some of you enter political appointments. Very few people have faith. Very few, very few. Very few. Very few people. You know, two guys were here in this church. Two of them here. Because it is, it is the demand you place on the anointing that delivers. Two of them. Two of them are in this church. Two of them desired a political appointment in this administration. And they came. The other one, person you saw him, knelt down here. I said, What do you want? He said, Pastor. The guy is an MIT graduate, just came back from the US. Pastor, please. I need this. I said, Be it. I was here. The next thing he sent me, he has been appointed the senior special assistant to the president on a particular thing. I said, Fantastic. The other one, too, came, knelt down here. Pastor, I prayed for him. Him and said they had appointed him the director of Metro, Lord, something Metro, something, something, something. The director, I said, ah. So it is the demand you place on the anointing that delivers for you. If you want this year to be the year that what God has placed now to blossom, you must decide. Hmm? Are you following me? Don't desire any small thing this year. The moment they say it's small, just quickly tear it. Because it's going to waste the anointing. It is the same quality of anointing for the small and the big. It's not different. Why do with small when you can do with big? Why? Why choose small when you can do big? No small plants allowed in this church. In the name of Jesus. All right, so as young as you are, don't say I'm too young. How old is that guy? That Remo. Is it Remo? Rema. What's Rema? How old is Rema? 23. 23 years old. And yet he's singing in front of millions. If God wants to rise you, I early. Don't say, you know, really, I think I'm, God said to you, shut up! Jeremiah, don't say I'm too young. Don't say I'm too young. Don't say that. Say, I'm going to make you a prophet unto the nations. Don't say that. Don't say that. And when God wants to lift you, don't say, don't say, you know, yeah, I don't want anybody to. When Pharaoh called Joseph, when Pharaoh called Joseph and said, You are the prime minister in this place, he didn't say, hey, Brother Pharaoh, you know, I don't want a situation where people that are already here before I came will now be thinking that maybe I have I too know, or maybe I project myself too much, or maybe I don't want a situation where people will now be thinking that maybe is it only me? It's only you. It's only you. It's only you. When God puts his eyes on favor on you, it's only you. It's only you. When they say, can you tell us the meaning of this dream? Say, hey, I know it, but I don't want a situation where I will now be, now be like, maybe somebody, somebody jump or somebody is just jump. Where's the key? They have already scattered the key in the front. 
They have scattered the queue in the front. Eh? Do you know they have scattered the queue in front? They have scattered the queue in front. You are not too young. In this church, I will open apartments for young people. Yeah. Estates. They will say, Pastor, Pastor, we just got an hundred hectares. And I will go there with my anointing oil. I say, how would I say I'm 27? They're very good. That's the right age. And I'll pray for you. And I'll see you build houses and own estates yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You're not going to be weak. Oh. Weakness is not willingness. Oh. The Bible says, rule in the midst of your enemies. Kabuluku bigger. Sit down here. I'll make an initial push. He said, you rule in the days of your power, the people. The people will be willing. God, is, God wants to give you instruments. He said, you're too young. Too young. Don't say that. God put his eyes on you. When David saw Goliath, he didn't say, I know what to do, but you know, my brothers are here. Did God not see? Didn't God see your elder brothers there when he went to talk to you? You will not be alone. Amen. Stand on your feet. I want you to begin to prophesy in the spirit. Father, my mind is open for wisdom. In the name of Jesus. My mind is sharp. My voice is Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 909 672 9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.